Welcome to level 34 of the Sandbox Gamers Podcast, your video game podcast where three vidgets meet weekly to talk about what we've been playing and what's in the news. Thank you so much for joining us. I am your co-host with the most, Wonder Rob, coming at you live, well, semi-live, of course, from Southern California. And on the line with me are two of my best friends in the metaverse. The J of our podcast, Vactor. Snoogans. And the silent Bob of the Sandbox Gamers, the always anguished, Jeff W. <laughs> See, he <laughs> it was an accurate description. <laughs> he's here, trust me, he's here. And me, Wonder Rob, and I'm not even supposed to be here today. <laughs> Thank you for joining oh, us. Man. If you're not already subscribed, hit that subscribe button because we come at you every week with all the hot and tasty video game news and goodness and talking about what we've been playing. But if you subscribe to us, you also get the show after the show, Sandbox Gamers After Dark, where we talk about whatever we want. And some would some would go so far to say is the more popular show. <laughs> That's weird. Ooh. But anyway, hit subscribe. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or heck, wherever you're listening to us. Because A, it's a kindness. And B, it helps us move up the charts. And C, it validates our existence. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So we got a lot of news to talk about this week. We got a very, uh, let's call it interesting game to discuss but the biggest thing of all that we cannot forget, Jeff W. is always DTF. Down to talk the fun news. So, Vector, why don't you uh, give it to him hot and hard and heavy? <laughs> well, I know it's a very disappointing day for Jeff because G4 is no more. Oh, Jeff, no. After less than a year of their relaunch, the unpopular service has been shut down, boys. And <laughs> Rob and I have a history with G4. I think yes. when we met, there was a connection. I even go back to the tech TV days uh, way back in the day. You don't but like Leo. Leo Laporte. Leo Leppert, all those people. What about Sarah Lane? Sarah Lame. Oh my goodness. <laughs> More for me. <laughs> but we followed those guys after they were on Tech TV and G4. We followed all these personalities. So last year, it was huge that G4 was coming back. And they were coming back in the form of a YouTube channel. And so we thought, oh, hey, this is going to be great. We're going to watch TV shows and live streams and Adam Sessler on X-Play and Attack of the Show. Kevin Pereira's back. All these things are great, right? Wrong, Jeff. Nobody <laughs> watched it. Nobody cared. And Comcast said, guess what, guys? You're all done. They sent out an email. Actually, the email got leaked. And some people even found out that their jobs were terminated through this leak. 
this is deadline yeah. reporting this. That's that's like you know that's normal to find that. <laughs> that like, happens a lot like, these days. Well, like like you know if you're in sports, right? You find out you've been traded through a tweet from a guy. Is how that happens. Dang. I mean, I guess. <laughs> um, so I guess real quick. Uh, first off, we should establish that you guys were the true fans. I mean, I watched like um, you know with Kevin Pereira and, and those guys, and like. Remember Gersman would cop on every so often to do some guest hosting. Get, get Gersman out of here. <laughs> Gersman's the worst. Man. Better than anything G4 has ever produced. But uh, <laughs> he forgot just, about Adam Sessler. He <laughs> forgot about Sessler. Drunk Link back then. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think you guys even watched it, right? Well, and you guys were the fans. No, right. I sent you stuff all the time, Jeff. Yeah, you but recall. like you, I'm talking like don't don't they, weren't they on a it? channel? Then they have their own channel. Was like the thing, you know what I mean? Oh, like, like an island. actual TV channel. I right, feel like right, they did. Yeah. I feel like this was the big, the big thing here because it says in the article it says the channel license the channel lineups uh, of Verizon, FiOS, Cox, and Xfinity TV. Mm. News so to me. Carriers. Because so, I just watched them on YouTube. Yeah, well, just like Vactor, I watched G4 religiously back in the day. Obviously, your ex-plays, Adam Sessler, Morgan Webb, Attack of the Show, Kevin Prayer, Olivia Munn, even though Olivia Munn is the worst. I preferred <laughs> it when it was when it was Kevin Rose and Sarah Lane Dang. and Martin Sargent and Leo Laporte, even... Before it was Attack of the Show, when it was the screensavers, just like Factor was talking about. Mm -hmm. Like, that was, it was the prime. They had, um, there was another show with Tommy Tallarico and Jeff, uh, Jeff Keeley. Uh, gosh, of course, I'm forgetting the name of it now. And they had, like, um, they had shows that were just, like, cut scenes from video games. And they had <laughs> some, like, behind-the-scenes documentaries. Like, I liked it. The only thing that was bad about it in my opinion was video game the video game cycle in terms of news and things being released moves so fast that it was very easy to be airing dated content on g4 back then like you'd watch x play and they're reviewing a, a game that came out six months ago and you're like oh this is a a rerun and i've played this game and i've beaten this game and i've read everything i want to know about this game What's a rerun? Oh boy, that's from the movie <laughs> Hook. <laughs> so it's a dance. <laughs> I had those same fears when G4 reemerged because that's the one thing I really remember about G4 being a negative is that it's very hard to keep up with this cycle. And especially if it's going to be a TV station, like if it's going to be a subscribe channel. Mm hmm. Whereas YouTube, it's a lot easier to keep it updated. You know, you've got millions of video game news and video game content things on YouTube, and it's very easy to stay up to date. And so if now I say this with a big if I don't know for a fact that this was or was not a TV channel at the relaunch, because all I ever watched of its content was on YouTube. Plus, I, I think, don't watch TV. Yeah, I also don't watch TV. Uh, <laughs> so you guys killed it. You guys killed it. You didn't yeah. support well, it. Well, exactly. I watched the YouTube channel. Well, I feel uh -huh. like I don't think we killed it per se, but I th I think the the medium of television with 
this particular type of entertainment isn't they're not suited for each other it's not peanut butter and jelly it's peanut butter Mm. and spaghetti going together um but if it's on youtube if they're making like let's say they relaunched x play as like a weekly youtube series or you know every three days or something like that then great you know i get a video of adam sessler talking about a video game every week or whatever but they they make that their primary source i think would have been the smart way to go and if that's Again, this is big if, if that's what they were doing, because I'm not positive about the, the video game channel part and they still failed, then I find, I don't want to say hard to believe, but d- disappointing, I guess would be the, the right word. Because even though for me, the only content that I'm really invested in for G4 full transparency was Adam Sessler. I didn't really care about, I certainly didn't care about Kevin Pereira as much as I used to. Or attack of the show. That's just not my my content. Uh, Gerard, the completionist. I don't really care about his opinions on games. Uh, <laughs> I'm just I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. I like his videos. Like when he's putting out completionist videos, I like that. He's going back and playing Super Mario Brothers two, and he's like, "And you do this, and you do this, and this is what happens when you get everything." Great. That's a perfect niche for what you do. But I don't care about his opinions on modern warfare or cyberpunk or whatever it is. Yeah, but Adam Sessler is a reviewer that I've I've liked for years, and so I would really just focus on his content. And maybe that was the problem. Maybe a lot of people were felt so, that way. And he, how active was he? Right, like he wasn't. He was real sh- strong at the start. Yeah, like when they when they first got him back on, he was putting out video. They had a new Adam Sessler something once or twice a week. Yeah, and then he just sort of disappeared for a while. Wait a second. Adam Sessler agreed to do something and then just stopped doing it randomly and you didn't get anything with no explanation or anything. That's like a huge shocker. And I can't believe he would ever do that. Factor be the fifth time that he would do that. Jeff is being sarcastic. Is <laughs> why he's doing. Well, I don't understand case. why Jeff forgot that I sent him videos no, from G4. No, no I, I, every I know, day. I know you did, but I'm just saying. I don't think that's like you saw the the pictures and the videos from like they had like a whole what appeared to be like a whole section of a building dedicated to that to them producing content. And I don't think what's pull up that YouTube. Let's pull up the YouTube right now. What what are like some of these views looking like? We'll, we'll right. pull it up. But what I, I want to say too is while you do that, the problem with this too is this was a failure to start because number one, the personalities aren't there. Sessler never commits to doing anything video games really like long term anymore. He kind of pops in and out, which is fine, but do that on your own thing. Like he could, if he he could he could be successful. Uh, I mean, that's weird, but like it's like he could do this if it was like once a month. There's plenty of you know YouTube channels that do once a month videos that do a ton of views, and if he could he could find a niche in there, I think. But um, the problem with it is too is like. And this is a perfect example. The G4 lunch has been eaten by Twitch, right? It has evolved into a different monster. Twitch is its own TV, like providing service essentially, right? Compared to like what G4 was, which was a single channel on your cable box that covers stuff. And you hoped it would be on every cable box, right? But like Twitch covers everybody because you just go to the website. It's free to watch. Uh, with some ads, right? And like, if you go to go to Twitch right now, 
here's like the thing that Twitch provides that G4. Wait, am I supposed to never... go to YouTube right now or Twitch right now? <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry. Yeah, I know. I know. We're, I'm looking, <laughs> we're looking at these in a second. I just got to say this. So if you go to Twitch right now, um, there's just like, first off, you can, you can watch people play the game that you want to see. Uh, and you can hear, you know, you can, so if you're into the meta of your game and you want to see somebody playing it well, you want to see somebody playing it poorly, you want to see the personality that you like playing something random, you can watch that. And then if you look on here, uh, they have probably one of the biggest artists in music on a random YouTube, on a random Twitch streamers page. Like, you know, there's things like that, that G4 is just not going to be able to accomplish, right? Like they're just, and, and I know they're not aiming for that exactly like they're trying to get back to what g4 was but i think that feels kind of like a uh it's like a it's just like a sandwich with no with just bread you know like g4 to me feels very basic where twitch is the yeah. evolved version of that and so i feel like it was doomed because of the personalities not being there and like we have twitch now like we we are we have evolved past, right. you know, just uh, uh, like even Giant Bomb at a certain point when they started, right? It was like man in front of green screen with video game in the background. I talk about the game and spit the review out to you. Uh, like we're we're kind of past that. I think it had that that had its time, but like you don't like there's almost no need for those anymore. And there's I just don't think there's like an audience. I don't see. I'm I'm actually really surprised they even ever brought G4 back. Uh, I guess if you're just trying things out, it's, you know, it's something to try. But I mean, to me, this is not a shocker. I'm actually shocked it didn't even end sooner, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, that goes hand in hand with what I, what I want, what I was trying to express where I feel like it's, it's a, it's a good idea, but it's the format they're trying to do is outdated. Like the idea mixed with the format doesn't make, right. Uh, doesn't make gold. It just doesn't. It makes fools gold. Yeah. Uh, to answer your question, G4 TV on YouTube has currently this. So I guess after a year, 133,000 subscribers. Okay. Uh, videos on the high end are averaging about 38,000 to the low end. Like one of these has only 2,000, 3,000, yeah. 2.9, 9,000. But that's not bad in a sense that, like, uh, if Vector. YouTube had 133,000 subscribers and he was generating, you know, 2000 views of video on the low end versus, you know, 30,000 right. on the high end. Like that's more than enough to sustain like an individual. Yeah, I believe, sure. but a big giant quote unquote network where how many, how many people in here are they, are they employing? I see dozens of people on this YouTube page. Yeah. This is like seemingly, endless amounts of faces as i scroll scroll well, down yeah this. they also had a multi-year agreement with twitch jeff they're they're on twitch or they were on twitch i should say and they were doing live shows on there but right i'm not on twitch so i don't know i don't watch any of this stuff to be able to tell you but i think a lot of it was them trying to get the nostalgia of me and rob's generation where you had the 20 somethings the 30 somethings and they had these fond memories of G4 from 2002 to 2012, basically around that era and trying to be like, okay, I remember that. I remember those things. And when I watched the stuff on YouTube, the attack of the show and the X play stuff was fine. Um, 
X play more so than Attack of the Show. I thought X play still works today. I I thought the format still worked where they would do half of the um the video would be a game review and then the other half would be commentary with two people back and forth talking about the game. So they had a re- a specific review and even the five out of five, even the old rating system that Rob and I still quote to each other. But then after the review, they would have two people just discussing like us, like a podcast. So I thought those still worked. The attack of the show stuff after the novelty of it wore off the first couple of times. And they had Xavier Woods on there, who's a WWE wrestler. And they had a bunch of new people that weren't originally um, on G4 after the novelty of it wore off. I stopped watching the attack of the show stuff. And then Pereira, it's funny, he just announced he was leaving G4 like last week. And he, they did a big send off for him and like, oh, it's his last show. Yay. But he'll be back, guys. And then the next week, yeah. all right, everybody's <laughs> shutting down. Yeah, he knew. He knew. <laughs> and, and I think um, if you look at so look at the most popular video on their YouTube, which, you know, I, I'm not basing every single thing off of these, but this is, I think, a, a good you know uh, a good hint at like the popularity of the content first off the biggest video they ever had was 140,000 views it was the announcement that it was happening and i'm scrolling through it and it's it's gus johnson uh and there's just like there's none of the talents in sight like you would hope for like hey like this is like a sessler thing like you would hope for that and you'd hope for him to be more involved uh and they would have you know went to him uh, to get some more, you know, like participation. Um, so I don't think he was ever like fully committed. I don't know. This thing just never, it just never felt right. It felt like a Google product that they, uh, this felt like the stadia, you know what I mean? This felt like, uh, to me kind of like, uh, born to fail, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think the, like I said, everything, the basis of them getting funding and financing was often nostalgia it was because the people who are going to be watching this were the people that watched it when it came out in 2002 not people coming up today and being like oh this is a new thing and i don't think without that support of the newer people it just wasn't going anywhere and then comcast they're like yeah we don't you know they put so much money into it and then they got very little return out of it so i don't blame them for pulling the plug especially since a lot of the new people i didn't like anyway i didn't like a lot of the personalities that came out of it so interesting stuff and then as we were recording this um i haven't had a chance to watch it yet but apparently adam sessler had a meltdown on twitter so <laughs> oh, nice. i'll go, I'll go we love adam sessler hold on yeah i'm looking a through his uh, from I'm adam looking. sessler okay. on twitter no Man, Jeff way. does not like Adam Sessler. No, don't act like way. you don't like the sex. <laughs> no, I, I listen. I like Sessler. I think he is—he's very strong-willed. Yes, <laughs> very opinionated and very committed to his. Kind of reminds emotions. me of another co-host of ours. Oh, you mean Marcus Seabury? Seabury, <laughs> CBK podcast. Shout out to the CBK <laughs> podcast. I'm looking through his tweets, not uh, Adam Sessler's tweets, not Marcus Seabury's <laughs> right now. Uh, are you instigating incels again, Adam? <laughs> Somebody asks him. Uh-oh. I just bring out the innate qualities that keep everyone from fucking them. 
(laughs) (laughs) And I saw a lot of people talking about um, Frost is one of the new people that was on there. And she came out and she had a big rant. Apparently, I didn't even see it, but there was a big thing that she was talking about um, because she's a woman. People don't, you know, respect her and all this stuff. All these people, this was nine months ago. And then all these people are like, that's it. The frost meltdown is the reason G4 is dead today. And I was I was like, that was nine months ago. Why is it dead today because of that? <laughs> I've seen people pointing that out and then immediately pointing to another video where she like came out of a, a, a ball pit in a bikini, <laughs> like where she was immediately being objectified. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was hey. like, well, okay, so much for that. Yeah, I didn't like her personality either, but I think G4, it's very... Um, like the idea of it was old and so it just didn't evolve enough till the 2022s like it didn't evolve from 2002 to 2012 to 2022 so that was the reason why it's no longer going to be around yeah well so we probably won't have much adam sessler to to look forward to Dang. for for much longer he if should at just all. have his own youtube channel i'm this is what i'm saying i've been saying it for years just make a yeah, youtube do, channel or a podcast or something give me those hot do takes that. do that and when somebody says something mean to him in the comments he can freak out <laughs> yeah, and not you, do it for you another year and then he'll come back later and then you know, you know he can st- keep Keep milking the cow. Of video <laughs> this is so weird. Whenever it's convenient for him. Up until this moment, I didn't realize Jeff was so anti-Sessler. Yeah, I didn't either. Uh, out I, new I stuff. am. I am. I do like Sessler. I just. I think he does this all the time. And I. But that's why I, I like him. It's like a tease. It's like a tease. He hates us. You that's know? like he hates the people. I love it when he's on Twitter and he's, he's just going off. One time, not a, a while ago. I ran across a picture of a t-shirt uh, of a, him. I don't know why this came across my my internet, but it was a it was a t-shirt with his face on it and then with text around it it said the official Adam Sessler t-shirt. And it was mm. merch that they were selling during the G4 like the end run of G4. And I tweeted at him. I said, "Adam Sessler, you got any you got any of these shirts hanging out in your attic?" Put them on sale. I'll buy. I'll buy some from you. And he replied back to me. He says, "It's funny how you think I own a home." <laughs> <laughs> and that's the most interaction I've had with Adam Sessler. I saw him in person in San Francisco. I walked by him. He was smoking a cigarette. I did not say anything to him, but I knew it was him. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! The last time I was in San Francisco, which was like two years ago, I remembered that story, and I kept looking around. I was like, where's Adam Sessler? <laughs> I was also, like, I'm going to see real, him. While, while we're on the Sessler topic, scroll. I'm scrolling through his Twitter just looking at those tweets. He, There's a lot of him like replying to people and saying your mom on here, <laughs> uh, which is pretty fucking funny. Like, I, he just, like, there's a lot of things out here. It's like, oh, your mom's man. got a thick skin. <laughs> yes, that's my boy. That's... like. Yeah, like three tweets later, he's like, your mom's a little... Oh, yeah, here he goes. He's replying to somebody, you little bitch. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> off on people. Like I love um, it. You know, and I, are so funny to me. I'm I'm pro, you know, standing up and attacking this, you know, somebody's trolling you, but uh at the same time, it's like uh yeah, maybe maybe just block them. Man. Like, no, my favorite that's what what makes me laugh <laughs> about him so much is that he's got mm-hmm. a platform, he's got a microphone, he, he knows millions of people watch him, or not millions, but he knows you know several thousand he's got he's got a following a lot of people right. are are aware of adam sessler and he's just like your mom yeah. <laughs> f you <laughs> like, it just makes me fuck you so little much. bitch yeah like imagine if like jeff canada was doing that or yeah uh your your lord and savior jeff gersman or <laughs> or somebody else like that like yeah that's um, what that's what really makes me laugh to be fair if I would I would consume the Sessler content if he went on his own. I think he would be more committed to that, and I think it would work out better. So maybe he will do that. Yeah, let's uh let's have the PR department of uh, Sandbox Gamers reach out to him and see if we can get him on the show. Yeah, yeah. That's I'll you, DM Hector. him on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, mom, Jeff will do it. Your mom should start a show. <laughs> your your mom should get on the Sandbox Gamers <laughs> podcast and talk yeah. to us, and we'll trick him. Uh, your mom should also check out these three new Silent Hill games that Ooh, are in development. Quite the transition. Silent Hill. I don't know if Jeff W is a Silent Hill fan or not. Uh, I I am. I played. I but I am. I, okay, so let me repeat. Let me fix that. I'm not. <laughs> but I have played those games on like the PlayStation One. Um, and I'm very interested to see who's making these. Well, they had a Silent Hill transmission. Everything's got its own showcase nowadays. Everything's got some type of press conference. Silent Hill has a transmission showcase where they announced three brand new Silent Hill games. Silent Hill Townfall, Silent Hill Ascension, and Silent Hill F. So these are the new games. They're going to be coming out in 2023. And there's also and one's a remake. Right? Silent Hill 2 is getting a remake and it's going to be a PS5 console exclusive. Hmm. Ooh, you got one of those, Jeff? I do. I have all them right. all, baby. He's got them all. Got them all. My personal history with the Silent Hill games, I have very fond memories of reading. It was, I think it was Game Informer or something. And Silent Hill was on the cover, getting hyped up for it when it came out. I'm not a huge horror fan, but when that game came out, I said, I got to play this. And I had fun on the original Silent Hill and Silent Hill 2. But then I kind of fell off the Silent Hill train after that. Uh, never watched the movies and right. just didn't. Uh, it wasn't like Resident Evil for me where it was part of my my core memories. I, I had the Silent Hill 1 and the Silent Hill 2 experience. And then after that, it kind of fell off. But Rob, you're a big horror fan. As a matter of fact, I am. Now, where yeah. does Silent Hill rank in your horror so, gaming? Silent Hill didn't have a high place in my rankings when it came out, mainly because I didn't have a PlayStation at the time. My my experience with PlayStation was going into Blockbuster and convincing my mom to rent the PlayStation. And I'd be like, I want Resident Evil, Mom. I'd get Resident Evil One. I'd put it in, and it'd be that that uh, FMV of all the the actors running through like a soundstage. Look at that! Look at the helicopter! 
oh, we got to, there's a mansion. Let's go. And I'd be like, look at the graphics, mom. <laughs> so realistic. Look. <laughs> um, but I did play Silent Hill when I would go back home and visit my family in the summers. A cousin of mine had a, a PlayStation and he had Silent Hill. And so I would play, I think it was Silent Hill 2, actually. Uh, was Silent Hill 2 PS1 or PS2? I think it was PS2. Um, and I remember walking through the foggy streets. Yes. And it was like a little town and there's like weird people shambling about. But it never really grabbed me as much as like Resident Evil did. But also to me, that doesn't make it a bad game necessarily. It just wasn't something that hooked me when I was yeah. younger. Another thing I didn't think about this until just now. Resident Evil has been constantly putting out new uh, entries and it's they've been having the remakes. Mm-hmm. Silent Hill has not had a new game since <laughs> 2012. That's a decade ago. Yeah, they were they had PT and Konami that was 2014 was ruining everything. Uh, they were throwing everything out the window for like gambling machines in Japan, right? I, like Pachinko, whatever they whatever they are over there. Yes, like that, that Konami correct. was just like just killing everything they had. You know, at a certain point, it felt like yeah. And Konami would be posting on their Instagram like, "Look at this game we're coming out. Look at this game's coming out," and all the comments would be like, "Silent Hill." Yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of people. Hill. A lot of people were upset Never because that, I'm saying. That PT demo was was really popular, and then they removed it from the PlayStation Store. So people right. who had it saved on their consoles, I remember people saving their consoles. They're like, "I'm never going to trade this in because it's got PT on it. Never going to lose it." Mm-hmm. And I remember downloading it, and I never played it. I was like, "I should probably play that at some point." But I, I never ended up playing it. But mm-hmm. there's been a ton of um, kind of built up tension for silent hill fans so i guess they're happy now i'll play it i just want to play pt is what i yeah. want to play <laughs> you to now you got have... me thinking about pt no i never played PT? that no oh, i never man. played it but i've seen the trailer or not the trailers excuse me i've seen like the walkthroughs and things like that and it looks like it would have been my kind of game so i'm sad that i never got to touch that but, yeah um it was great i don't know you know it, it yeah yeah, Konami. I I I am still bitter with Konami with with what they've done to their franchises. It's it's actually pretty embarrassing what they've like how many things they own and how many things they could make and they just you know also how people. how they treat Kojima. That's true too. Yeah, like yeah, and, and they put out like they put out that bastard like Metal Gear game that was like terrible. That had, <laughs> it just had no soul. It was the worst. Like. Hey. I I hate Konami until they <laughs> until until they fix things. Surprise, surprise! I hate it, but you know, uh, they, I just That's our know, They need they need to get it together. What the hell are we doing here? Yeah. Uh, Did someone you see, else? Uh, sorry, I, one more thing. Did you see? Um, one of these games is being published by Annapurna Interactive, Jeff. Ooh, oh, okay. Silent maybe, Hill maybe. Townfall. Somebody can pull Konami out of the gutter <laughs> and lift them. I, it would be Annapurna. That'll be the one I want to try. I'll probably try the Silent yep. Hill 2 remake also. I watched all these trailers and none of them make sense. Uh, <laughs> so I don't really know what's going on in any of them, but I'll try the Annapurna one simply because it's Annapurna and I'll try the remake because, well, there's no games on the PS5 and you got to have a game. So I'll try that one. Mm-hmm. 
God of War coming very soon. Well, Ragnarok. okay, God of War soon, but after that, Silent Hill Dose. All right. Also coming to PlayStation, Gotham Knights. <gasps> and Gotham Knights on console is stuck at 30 frames per second, Aww. while the PC requires some serious hardware. So this new Batman game, apparently you're going to need a pretty pretty beefy system, Rob. You'll need at least an Intel Core i5 or AMD Ryzen 5 3600. Well, let's see. I'm going to... I believe I've got everything it takes. I'm going to look it up right now as you talk about it. The recommended specs added to the Steam uh, page have got people talking, Jeff. Yeah, it's a 2070, right? I think is the recommended Mm -hmm. uh, one on that list, which is like fair. I mean, that's a it's about to be two generations old, uh, which is fair. I think uh, it'd be like the equivalent of having like a a 1600 when the 18s were out. You know, and I, I just I feel like, you know, or the 1080s. I'm sorry, like uh, it'd be having an older one, like a 960 or something. Um, so I, I think, you know, there's this is I don't think these specs are that all that crazy. Um, what Where's I do the, think is crazy. Where are the specs at? I'm trying to find it. Here we go to run the the game at 1080 you need an intel yeah. core i7 something or other that's exactly <laughs> what i have <laughs> and a well, 2070 it says 10700k i have a 10700f i don't know oh, what the difference is i guess yeah you know maybe that is hot if it's only 1080 60 and you there's i bet you some optimization comes into play here that's a lot for like 1080p like you know, 30 series cards and up should be handling that stuff at way higher frame rates. Um, what I did think was interesting was all the uh, the Discord chatter on there. It's it's kind of wild that Discord has become this kind of place where like devs will just openly announce things and talk about things like that in there. And then uh, I sent you guys the link earlier. Uh, the guy on Twitter, the dev, just call. He's calling the Xbox a potato, and <laughs> he's just like, "We're hindered by this," and blaming it on Xbox. And then, if you look at the thread on Twitter, it's just a like. I think he deleted his stuff, but if you look at screenshots, it's just a series of people being like sending, you know, screenshots from like uh, who are the guys that do the frame counting? Um, the British guys. Oh, uh, um, Digital Foundry. Yeah, it's a bunch of screenshots of them of them like, you know, look, it's better. It's actually better than the PlayStation here. And it's like, all right, I thought we were past this. This is like my least favorite thing in video games is the uh, the measuring contest of like who's getting two frames higher at 32 frames versus like the consoles. Like the consoles are going to probably f- perform pretty much the same. I mean, like I don't see these things, you know, actually causing that much of an issue. And, and I, I assume those PCs, uh, the PC version will be getting an update that improves performance. Because, yeah, that's crazy. To have that game at 1080, you need all of that. Um, but then again, I don't know what's in there. So maybe there's maybe those features are hindered by the four-player co-op or whatever is going on in there, you know? Yeah. So we'll see this week when we get our hands on Gotham Knights. It's going to be good. PC, baby, all the way. All right, let's run through our lightning round, our quick news updates. Bayonetta's original voice actress is urging people to boycott the game over an insulting pay offer. She doesn't want you guys to play Bayonetta. I'm not going to play it anyway. I saw a thing where 
She was complaining that they wanted to pay her $4,000 for this game. But what she didn't disclose was that it was actually five days of work at $4,000 a day. What? So it would have been $20,000. Oh, wow. oh. But she was still demanding six figures. Dang. You, you know, those games are big enough that I would I would probably still side with her on the worker side of things. You know, I would lean towards paying, you know, the the voice actors uh, is, is, you know, a f- maybe more fair share depending on what Bayonetta's have pulled in in the past. Uh, but yeah, that's... I, I, there, it seemed like there was some weird stuff afoot. There was a response from the, the new person that's voicing that character. And even she, her response was very much like, hey, we worked hard. Uh, you know, there, it's almost set up as like a, there's more to this story than just what she's saying. Right. Um, so yeah, that, that context, I think, gives a little more, you know, uh maybe i'm a little less uh upset for her right steam has a new mobile app they've revamped did you know that they have three apps steam chat steam link and steam mobile so the new updated steam mobile app which i downloaded right before the show it's got some new kind of like game pass type of features where you can uh remote download games you can see your library you can go through all a bunch of stuff so Cool new revamp for the app. GeForce Now can now stream games at 1600p in Chrome browsers. Ooh. uh, Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales is coming to PC in November, just like the Spider-Man. I will probably be getting that one as well. Can't wait to play play it for 10 minutes and then... On the Steam Deck. Forget it. (laughs) Uh, Discord on Xbox, we talked about that on a previous show, won't need a phone pretty soon. Finally... It's going to be getting what it should have been to begin with. Microsoft is building an Xbox mobile gaming store to take on Apple and Google. Fine. And Netflix is seriously exploring a cloud gaming service, and they have 55 more games in development. So Netflix is not going away with their game development. That's the news. That's the news. Thank you, Vactor, for... uh for taking care of Jeff W's primal urges because he is always DTF as we all say Ooh. every week. Speaking of DTF, it's da- down to talk the freaking weird video games because <laughs> I was playing Scorn this week, you guys. Scorn Scorn, Scorn came Ooh. out on Xbox uh, Game Pass this past week. Um I think it's also on PC. I'm, I'm positive it's on PC actually. Yes. Mhm. Um, but I played it on the Game Pass. This was a game that was shown off. If I remember correctly, this was shown off during Xbox's first Series X reveal slash uh, showcase. I'm almost positive it was. And it had yes. a very like aliens, uh, gross, like in like the inside of like a a boiling pot of spaghetti aesthetic is like what it feels like <laughs> and didn't really tell you what the game was or what to really expect in terms of gameplay. And that was the last thing I remembered about this game. And then all of a sudden it's coming out and I said, Oh yeah, that's that weird, that weird game that looks like the inside of my stomach. I remember let's go ahead and play it. And let me tell you boys, that 
not knowing what this game was outside of a horror game uh didn't benefit me <laughs> in, in any way i'm not sure if i like this game like Ooh. i feel i can't really tell if i like it because parts of it i'm like okay that's interesting and parts of it i'm like wow i'm really not having fun playing this so it's a it's a first person horror game but it's but it's beyond that it's not like resident evil or uh any other horror game that you could think of it's it's like it, i can't even describe think of a game to describe it to compare you know, to i was gonna say the gameplay looks to me like you know um let's say like prometheus right when you when you when yeah. they're in the ship like that's what it kind of reminded me of and i remember when i saw the trail i was like oh is this like an alien thing like are they doing that like that was kind of the like arts vibe that I got from it, but after seeing more, it just looks way more gross. Yeah, uh, so I mean, the only way I could think of about saying it starts it. off, you're like this weird little person thing that's hatching out of an egg, and you fall down into a cliff, into an even more fucked up area. <laughs> like that's all I can really <laughs> describe how it looks, and you're not told what to do you're not given any sort of hints it's just okay now you're up and you're in this weird like hellscape uh inside of your butthole looking building <laughs> and now you've just got to figure it out which to be clear i'm not i'm not adverse to games like that i don't dislike games just saying all right figure it out lots of great games elden ring does that mm -hmm. But Minecraft. Minecraft does that. Several games do that. But you get you get essentially put into this big building that is just a giant puzzle. And you just sort of have to wander around and start messing with things and just figure out what does what. So you'll, for example, so I got through the first act and a little bit through the second act. And it would be situations like, and there's there's no spoilers outside of the puzzles, which I'm about to talk about. I'll try not to give away the answers to the puzzles, but there's so far, there's no real story to the game. Um, but like, you'll go into, you'll take an elevator at one point and you'll get taken to this room where there's all these eggs on a wall and you have like a claw machine and you have to start rearranging eggs to get eggs into the right part. But if you, soon as you put an egg into the right part, then it drops like a weird alien person out of the egg and you have to figure out, okay, I, I need to go downstairs and get to this alien person. And then I need to put him in a chair and then I need to push him around the room on this track, but the track doesn't go the right way, even though I don't know what the right way is. And I have to figure out how do I move the tracks? And then I have to break him out of this chair. And then I have to get him to follow me and then i have to use him to open a door that can only be opened by two people which is like five steps hmm. but took me like three hours <laughs> because it's not there's no sort of hint at what is going on at all in this game so when i say like oh yeah part of me likes it and part of me doesn't it's like okay great it's giving me the the freedom to sort of figure out but it's really like vague isn't even the right word it's like it's like they took the the instructions and just lit them on fire in front of you and said figure it out 
eventually you do get like a weapon but it's there's not any sort of action like you're shooting anything it's like it's like that little gun that the guy has in a no country for old men where he like hits people in the head with it like the little cow (laughs) i don't know what those guns are called but the guns they use to euthanize cows uh it's like that and it the controls feel sluggish there there's moments where you're like having to switch camera views between puzzles and it just feels like a headache like they it really could have been optimized more and i just can't figure out if i like this game or if i don't <laughs> like i just can't <laughs> but i feel like gotham knights is coming out and of course my attention is going to be shifted to that and i have a feeling i'm going to enjoy that game i don't know for sure but i have a feeling that's just going to be like okay let's play this and that's what where i'm going to want to spend my time so i don't know if i'm going to ever want to come back to scorn if i didn't have anything to play if we were in a big gaming drought and scorn was the light at the end of the tunnel maybe i could see myself sitting down and doing this more but i don't know if i'm ever going to go back to this like i said it's not a bad game but it's definitely in a league of its own. Yeah, I'm the same way. I played it for 15 minutes and I said, I understand what they're doing here. And I don't, ha- number one, I don't have time for it. And number two, I'm getting bored. So I am not a fan of Scorn. I do like the art style, which Jeff said Prometheus, which was influenced by Alien, which was influenced by uh, the artist H.R. Geiger. If you look up his art online, it's yeah. it's all about humans blending humans and machines together. Yeah. So, and if uh, if you know anything about H.R. Geiger, you know he would take a mirror and look in his butthole, and then drive, <laughs> and then draw and drive and do everything. So, the uh, the inside of your butthole aesthetic is is accurate, and I like that look of it because it felt like I was playing an alien game. So when I was playing it, I was like, oh yeah, this is cool, and the puzzles. After a while, I said, I've just got other things I could be doing right now. And- Did you figure out any one of these puzzles? Because it took me a good minute to like figure out what I was supposed to be doing. The first three where you have to move your arm and then it opens the door if you move it to the right. Yeah. Um, that one I did. The one where it gives you that top-down view and you have to change the chairs. Yeah. I, that was when I gave up. I was like, all right, I'm done. And that's See, it puts that piece of the puzzle right front and center like right when you get into that room which is like within the first 15 minutes but that's like step six of the big overall puzzle and that's i did the same thing i went up there and i was looking at the camera views and i was flipping things around and i was like i have no idea what i'm supposed to be doing here and the game's virtually silent too jeff right like there's no music there's not really any footsteps like every Mm. once in a while you hear like or something like <laughs> like a little something like that. Yeah, yeah. The first sound I heard was when I broke a little alien man out of the egg and he's hanging from the ceiling. And eventually I made my way back down to the first level and just accidentally got near him and he was going. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what is that? Because I was I'd gone so long without really hearing anything. I was like, what is that the game? Or is like right. something is my son crying in his bedroom? <laughs> like, I don't know what's happening. 
Yeah, I uh, I had a couple conversations about Scorn because it's you know it's on Game Pass and whatnot. But uh, yeah, uh, this thing's been getting trashed in the reviews. It's really like, I was I was scrolling through because you know I do follow like some IGNs and some GameStop spots on uh, Instagram, and you they'll give out their scores, and you're just scrolling down. It's like four out of ten, three out of ten. You know, you're just like, oh, this is uh. This is not looking good in terms of uh of buzz uh, for this game. So uh, yeah, I uh, I was put off just off of the word of mouth when it first came out, and uh, obviously your your reaction now. Uh, well, we got Gotham Knights coming out, so you don't need to play Scorn, Jeff. Rob yeah. and I played it, and I'll tell you what, I, it's worth the price. If you're playing it on Game Pass, it's a free game. Like, I think if I had paid like forty or fifty dollars to play this, I would have might I might have been a little disappointed. I what what is it selling for on Steam? I'm gonna look at it right now. I think it's fifty. Oh yeah. Is it really? I'm gonna pull it. I'm pulling it out right now. Let me just whip this how, out. How many fast. months of Game Pass could you have to? <laughs> instead oh, I'm of sorry. It was that. forty, and it's on sale right now for thirty five. Okay, uh, that'll be. 20. I don't know, man. That'll be twenty, 20 bucks. I think. <laughs> But of course, I'm sure there's people who love this type of game. They're just not on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Or who would love mm. this game? Who would love it? Right. Anyway, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> and then I wanted to talk real quick about a game that I've been anticipating for a couple months now. And it finally came out because they were teasing it. They had betas and they were showing people in limited release, but they finally did the full release Marvel Snap, which is Marvel's card battle game, Jeff. Oh my um, god. I know a Jeff is a, a marketing huge, game. Yeah. I know yeah. Jeff is a huge fan of card battle games. Um this one I really like. It's free. It's got all the Marvel heroes in it and the animations, the the sound design is great. It's got uh, a nice pace to it. So I haven't played a whole bunch of it because it just came out like today. So I've been playing it uh, throughout the day. But I think I'm going to give some more time to Marvel Snap. Jeff, I know you're a huge card battle game. What's the difference between Marvel Snap and like Marvel Future Fight and Marvel Strike Force? They all look like the exact same game. Yeah, those ones are like some of them are action adventures. Some of them you could use a controller on. Some of them are turn-based strategy uh, where you you have your five guys and you're like, all right, I'm going to hit you with him. I'm Spider-Man will hit his webs. Okay. And then pause. Now they get to hit me. Okay. So some of them are like that. This one is a specific card game. So you throw down a Doctor Strange card and he does some magic magic fingers on the the opponent you throw down a hulk card and he's like hulk smash and he smashes the cards so every card has a a power level and it affects you you have three different level uh, three columns and you have to win two out of three of the columns so you're putting cards in each column and then they're they're trying to put cards on you it matches you up with people um so it's a pvp game but Mm. like i said i i like the design of it it looks nice like it sounds great and it's just kind of fun to play. So it's free. If you guys want to try out Marvel Snap, maybe we could play one time, boy. Mm. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, man. We'll All right. see. So that was it for 
this week. All right. Well, next week, we know we're all going to be playing Gotham Knights. I'm sure we're going to have uh, plenty oh, yeah. to say about that. And then uh, also up on our docket, we're all going to be playing uh, a Plague's Tale Requiem. So we'll talk about that in a future episode as well. I, and I played it a little bit, but I, not enough to uh, to have some thoughts on it yet. So we'll come back with that. And then Ragnarok's coming out soon. The Resident Evil 8 expansion and tons of other games. So there's there's plenty to look forward to from the Sandbox gamers. And every week there's video game news fit for our mouths and ears and eyes and personalities. So we'll go ahead and keep coming at you with that. Now, before I close out the show and go over all the details that I usually do, I just want to point out that if you made it this far, you're obviously a true fan, but you want to be listening to Sandbox Gamers After Dark, where we're talking about Clerks 3 this week. Uh, a very interesting conversation about, well, I'll just put it this way. Do you sit or stand while you do it? Uh, hmm. And some <laughs> and some some hmm. other things too. So check out sandbox gamers after dark on the same podcast feed and check out the uh sandbox gamers podcast network of friends or the trent justin vactor podcast network depending on how you like to refer to it uh you've got the comic book kaiju vactor's weekly comic book podcast talking about all things comic book most recently we talked about or we i mean he talked about she hulk attorney at law a series review uh, guest starring myself, of course, and uh, Technologicals Shaw. Also, most recently, a Star Wars Andor uh, episode reviews with Colin Ezekiel. I know I'm saying that wrong, but that's let's just assume that's how you say his name. <laughs> uh, Michael Sawran and others. Uh, you're going to want to check out the comic book Kaiju everywhere podcasts are played. And you can also check out Treknological uh, Star Trek Shakedown, your weekly source for everything Star Trek, starring Factor and co-captain Shaw, where they most recently talked about Star Trek Lower Decks Season 3, Episode 8, Crisis Point 2, colon, Paradoxus, a.k.a. the one with the saggy skin map. I almost said saggy tits. I don't know why my, my, my mind went there, but that's not what it's called. <laughs> so, so check all of those out. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, all the usual suspects. Uh, and you can find the link in the show notes or just go to Linktree forward slash the sandbox gamers and you'll find all the sources you need. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, do all the things. And last, but certainly not least, GG. GG.